Welcome to Up Close and Empowered with host Sana Johns. Over the next hour, you'll hear from Sana and her guests on how you can become more empowered through life's most challenging situations. Sana's journey through her own transformation has inspired her to awaken you to your divine power. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Up Close and Empowered. I'm your host, Sana Johns, where I hope to inspire you to awaken to your true power because you are more powerful than you know. In fact, today we are going to be talking about taking back your power in 2024 in case you've left a little bit aside. Uh, 2024 is the year to make a commitment and take back your power. And I have the perfect guest to ignite all of us to take action. So first, before I begin, today's show. For those who want to reach out to me, please visit my website at sonalife.com. That's S-O-N-N-A-L-I-F-E.com. I would love to hear from you. So I am very excited about having this guest on my show today and actually honored. She is a very well-known speaker and she is amazing. I'm super excited. Honestly, in my opinion, she is a true example of personal empowerment. And after hearing her story today, I know that many of you will be moved and inspired in some way and will be able to relate. Today, she's going to share her story of finally breaking through the chains that kept her held back for so long. And her own experience being trapped in the darkness and significant loss really impacted her life, but empowered her to be her own inspiration so she said no more. You know, she stopped hiding. She broke her patterns. She broke the judgments, the limitations. And she knew that it was time to step into being the person that she was meant to be and live the life that she's meant to live. And it was through her life experience that called her to her mission to empower and inspire others to believe in themselves. And her story really touched me as well because I can relate. And that's why I'm really excited. And uh, I just love to have her on the show today. So, you know, Claudia Wyatt is a woman who has many accolades and actually too many to mention today, but just to mention a few, she is recognized as rising high women leaders, making a difference in 2023. And one of the 10 most admired women leaders to follow in 2022. Claudia is a magnetic writer, Barnon, contagious, energetic speaker, inspiring leader, certified confidence, cognitive behavior, and life purpose coach. She is uplifting, empowering, and you can't help but be energized after listening to her. So I thought this would be perfect going into the new year. She is known as the enthusiasm igniter and self-doubt eraser. Need I say more? With that, let's get started. Claudia, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And what an amazing introduction. I don't know. I'm like living up to my expectations here and rising everybody up with me. Let's go. Yes. Well, you are, you are definitely deserving of that intro for sure. And I want everybody to know, you know, what your story is and where this all began from where you are or where you were and where you are today. So take us back and give us a little bit of a background so people could really feel into what you've been through. Absolutely. You know, it was a really interesting time in my life looking back and reflecting on it now because I don't know who that person was. A part of me was missing. I was so shattered 
from two very toxic relationships that were marriages that were terrible. And I didn't even realize I was in that situation at the time because I was in this whole people-pleasing lifestyle, right? This is the vows I took and these are the things I need to do and I have to be this person and I'm going to be the good wife and I'm going to do what I need to do to keep this marriage going. And every time I did something that I just was against my intuition, I lost a piece of myself. And every time I kept feeling something didn't feel right, but this is what I'm supposed to do, right? So I'm going to keep going. My first marriage, you know, I was 22. I married an alcoholic. I had no idea that I'd gotten myself into this, this situation, but I had a part of me that still had a lot of strength at that point, a lot of power. Myself was still present in that relationship. And after going through all of the things that happened, I was like, I don't belong here. And I could see that, you know, to the point of this man was drinking so much that I actually pulled him from a car in the middle of the night because he was so intoxicated that he was in the car with the door shut, car running, listening to music, oblivious to the situation. And I found him, yanked him at my 5'3 self out of this huge truck. And he looked at me and said, what are you doing? As I was shocked that he was breathing in all this, you know, carbon monoxide and I'm saving his life. And I looked right at him and said, I'm saving your life. And at that moment I knew I was done. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to do this again. And after the divorce and, and coming to terms with, you know, it was what felt like a failed marriage at such a young age. This is what I'd been waiting my whole life for was, you know, to be married and to be the wife and all these, these things that society tells you you need to do. And it was a tragic disaster. And when I pulled myself from that, I vowed, I'm not going to do this again. I'm going to stop making these things happen and start looking for the right people and, and, and start working on myself. But I didn't work on myself enough. And I got right back into another situation where I met this man on, on a vacation, on a girl's trip, thinking he was the greatest thing in the whole world. I got swept up in the romance of it all and wasn't thinking about anything else. But okay. I'm going to get married again. This is going to be great. You know, I've, I, I've met a better man this time. What happened? I didn't know him well enough. And what I found out was he was actually a con man. This man conned me out of everything. He took pieces from my soul that I didn't even know existed. Mm. And I was shattered. And what I came to find out was the person I thought I knew wasn't real. It was all a facade. And I've had to do some deep work on whether I was a mark in this relationship, if it was ever real, if any of the pieces that I thought were real were real, I don't know. And I may never know. And that's okay. Cause I've come to terms with that, but I lost so much of myself in the second one. If I thought the first one was toxic, the second one was worse. You know, he conned mm -hmm. me out of money. He gaslighted me. It was constantly my fault. I gave up so many things for this man because I wanted him to be happy. He had moved here from another country, you know, without his family. And I had supported him getting here with all the, you know, paperwork and money that went along with that. And he had everybody fooled, my friends, my family, like everybody loved him until they started seeing glimpses of things, right? There was glimpses, which anyone who knows if they've been in a story similar to mine, you get glimpses along the way of your mm -hmm. intuition saying, get out, get out now. What are you doing? But you don't listen because you're stuck in that people pleasing in that I have to do the right thing. All this judgment of what are the people going to think? 
and the whole failed marriage aspect. We get clouded by that. And as time went on, he went home. And in this process, I had many deaths in my family. My father passed away. My sister passed away a month later. And then my dog passed away several months later. And I was just reeling. And he had gone home to see family and gotten himself into trouble and gotten arrested. This turned into a very long process of me again still thinking, I got to save this marriage and, mm. and he's a good man. And, and why would he lie to me? You know, even though a lot of these stories weren't adding up, but I was like, I have no reason to believe that he's not who he says he is. And I went through this process of sending money to help and lawyers and lawyers and lawyers and lawyers that mysteriously kept disappearing. And I was like, this isn't really adding up, but I didn't speak the language. And I didn't really know if I was overthinking it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so then it was like, I launched myself into this deep depression, which at the time I didn't know that's what it was. I was like, I'm really sad, but I thought I was lost in grief, which I was. I was in a marriage that was not working out. It was terribly tragic. I was basically by myself all the time, alone with my thoughts, with my father and, and my sister, and then my dog, which broke my heart. He was, you know, 17 years with me through all of my marriages and all of the things. I launched myself into basically not being able to get off the couch. I was able to go to work every day because I had to support myself and I had to support all these bills that were coming in from other countries and all these lawyers. And mm -hmm. I could walk my new dog every day. And that was about it. And every day I pretended I was fine because again, fear of judgment, nobody knew what was going on with me. And that wasn't who they knew. They knew the fixer. They knew the energizer bunny. They knew the person who was always excited and ready to go. And faking that every day was exhausting. So by the time I would walk in the door, I was back on the couch. And I was sad and crying all the time and starting to go, what is going on with me? Why are you staying in this relationship? It is not going anywhere. And of course, as time went on, I started seeing the glimpses of that real character a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And right about the point when I was, I call it starting to wake up. I didn't want to feel this way anymore. I didn't want to be this way anymore. And why was I in this marriage? Why was I the only one putting anything into this? And why are these things not adding up? You start to question and go, hey, it's your, it's your body telling you, you're not paying attention. This is not right. And you don't deserve to be treated this way. You don't deserve to be talked to this way. You don't have to sacrifice yourself for somebody else. And in right. that moment, I said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting close to being done here. I'm waking up. I don't, I don't want to be in this situation anymore. And we had had a conversation and I said, you know, I don't know who you're becoming or if this is who you always been. And I just didn't know. I said, but I'm not, I need some time. I need to think about this. I don't think I want to do this anymore. And of course, the gaslighting self was like, oh, it's all in your mind. And, you know, all these things that I was doing wrong. And it turned me, 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 me. I was like, no, I'm not going to hear that anymore. And I said, I need a weekend. I'm going to go to the lake with my family and I'm going to process where I'm at. And of course, the gaslighting narcissistic self couldn't leave me alone and called anyone. And of course, me still in that people pleasing mode picked up the phone. Even though I didn't have to, I picked it up. And he said, I have to tell you something. And I said, well, what is it? And he, I said, I told you I really wanted this weekend to just decompress and, and figure this out. And he's like, well, all the money is gone. 
And I was confused. And I said, what money are you referring to? And he's like, I'm like, the money that I've been sending for the last 10 years is gone. Wow. So this was this that long? This went on for 10 years? Oh, I think that's important to know. I mean, I was going to ask you, like, how long did this go on? Because that has a lot to has a lot to do with what you like the amount of time and the emotional aspects of how that affected you during this time. It was it was bad. It was really bad. Looking at it now, I can see all the things and go, wow, that was a lot of time. But in that time loop that I was stuck in, it didn't feel like it had been that long because I couldn't tell. I was in the same you know, Groundhog Day replaying mm-hmm. over and over and over again for 10 years. And that's yeah. why I said I started to wake up and get these glimpses. And when he said that, I said, well, when did this happen? And he said, a year ago. I was blown away by that moment. I said, so you've been lying to me for a year. And this was the moment that broke it free. Okay. Yeah. He said, I didn't tell you because I knew you would leave. So there goes my own free will and choice of power that someone was holding me in this and I was allowing it because I was stuck in that guilt, you know, Mm -hmm. another failed marriage and the people pleasing and the judgment. And that moment I woke up and I said, no, that is not okay. That is not okay. I'm done. And then that was it. That was it. Once I'd made the decision and things got worse before they got better, but I was awake and I was ready to fight for myself at that moment. I had gotten my strength and my courage back to say enough is enough. I'm done with this. I'm done with you. And I'm getting out no matter what, because I have already wasted so much of my life waiting for you. Right. Right. Worth it. Yeah. I mean, you you almost need that final event or that final straw that broke the camel's back to really, to do something. Because otherwise, like you said earlier, we get caught up. We get caught up in life. We let things go. We get sidetracked. We get distracted. And then before you know it, we really haven't checked in with ourselves. And I would imagine that, you know, this was a really a heavy, confusing time too, because let's be honest here. I mean, this is ultimate betrayal. I mean, deception, in my opinion, is the ultimate betrayal. Anybody that's misleading you in some way or not being honest is betrayal, mm-hmm. right? hundred percent. And at the time I couldn't see through it at all. You know, they do say that, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Looking back, I can see all the signs, all the things, but I had my blinders on mm-hmm. and I was so in this motion of, I didn't want another failed marriage. Like I could not let that go. It just, anytime I had an inkling of not feeling good about this, it was, you don't do it again. Like, come on, like you're on number two already. Like, what are you doing? Right. I know. I wouldn't have had that noise in my head. Things would have been a lot different, but I can honestly say, had I not gone through what I went through, I wouldn't be here right now. I may 100%. not be helping people. I may not be coaching people because this fueled my fire to say, I will never let anyone go through this alone. Right. Because I went through it by myself because I was so afraid to tell anybody what was going on with me. And half the people wouldn't understand either because a lot of people that haven't been through your type of situation, it's hard for them to really understand the toll it takes on you in every aspect of your life. 
everything, your mind, your body, your soul. I mean, it's soul crushing. It is absolutely soul crushing. There's no doubt. And I feel like that when you have risen from that, you know, through the trenches, you know, to triumph, that this is what catapults you to really help other people because you've been through it and you know that it takes a lot because I'm sure you didn't heal overnight. I'm sure you didn't become empowered overnight. I mean, I'm my guess is that you took a while to really make that commitment to yourself. Yes, it actually was an interesting day. I got up my regular routine. I had a new dog, my new puppy, and I was like going for a walk. And I got out and I started the walk and it was beautiful. And it was like the first time I'd ever seen the sun in years. It was a beautiful day. The birds were singing, you know, there's people playing in the park. And I stopped as I got about halfway down the, the track I was walking. I just looked around and I was just grateful to be out of my house because I had been stuck in there for so long and just noticing things that I couldn't see before. Because I was in such a dark place, I couldn't see any of the beauty in anything. I was just lost in my own sadness. And at that moment, I paused and I said, you know what? That wasn't the life I was meant to live. And I know that there's more out there for me. And I know that I have the choice to rewrite my story. And it's time for a new chapter. So I'm going to close the book on that. And I'm going to move forward. But I need to do some work before I go on. Like, I need to figure out why I keep doing these same things. Why do I keep repeating the same pattern in a different suit, right? Because I kind of married the same person, but they just had a different outfit on, right? And a little bit different personality in what they were actually doing. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do the work. And I did everything. I vowed that I was going in. Exercise, affirmations, mirror work, coaching, therapy, all of it. I was like, I am not doing this again. And it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because I'd never really done the work before. And I got into all these questions and meditation and breath work and all these things that affected my mind, my body, and my soul, like you said. And I could feel myself putting the puzzle back together. The pieces of me, like if I was a shattered vase and I decided to glue it back together, it was growing. And I was understanding who I was and where these things came from. And little by little, I mended my heart. I mended mm -hmm. my mind. And I got my spirit back. Yeah. Well, it's when we step back from all the chaos and all the, like you said, the darkness, the chaos and the distractions that we can really awaken to who we truly are and really see the light, really see and be conscious. Like you said, you know, when you were in the park and you were really you know, taking things in and really appreciating. And, you know, isn't it funny how, and I, and I say this because so many of us beat ourselves up, women and men that get into these situations, they think they learned the lesson and we're back at it again. But life is a journey, right, Claudia? I mean, we learn a little from the first one. We don't think we're going to do it again because I can relate 100% because of my experiences. You think you, you've got it. You think, oh, I learned it. Like, I know what to do. But then it's a different story, different person, but kind of similar things start coming into play. And you're like, damn, I didn't learn my lesson yet. I have more to learn. Yes. I have more to learn, Ugh, you know? So 
but it, you know, I want, I want people to know that because sometimes we don't learn it right away. It's, it's a journey and we have to do the best we can. And sometimes we're not ready to learn all the lessons in that first relationship or situation. Maybe we're meant to learn more like you did in this past situation. So, you know, your story is, is really inspiring. And I'm sure that it's relating to a lot of people. I do want to find out a little bit more about what you did to overcome this and what you were going through on an emotional level. We need to take a short break and we will be back right after this. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to awaken your true power? Become more confident and self-assured to take on life's challenges? As an empowerment coach, Sana offers an eight-week transformational program for those who are ready to step into their authenticity, stop people-pleasing, and live a life of more love, vibrancy, and inner peace. Discover your inner power, learn to love yourself, and experience more connection and fulfillment to thrive in all areas of your life. Book a complimentary call at www.saunalife.com to find out how. If you're in leadership or a business owner, it's important to show your team that you care by providing healthy ways to help them stay happy, motivated, and to avoid burnout because their well-being directly impacts their productivity and ultimately profitability. Book Sana to speak or do a powerful interactive workshop to help your team shift from stress, chaos, and disconnection to handling the day's challenges with more ease, clarity, and direction. Her strengths are navigating through difficult situations and creating a positive environment so everyone can thrive. Find out more at saunalife.com. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. Have a question for Sana or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Okay, we're back with Claudia Wyatt, and we're talking about empowerment and moving into 2024, taking our power back and using our hardships and pain and struggles in our life to catapult us into our life purpose and how we're really supposed to live. So we're back with Claudia. And Claudia, right before the break, we were talking about all of the things that you had to do or when you had that epiphany of what you were going to do to change your life. And, and obviously, this takes courage. It takes bravery. And, you know, tell us maybe some of the the things that you went through as far as like maybe friends or family or, you know, things that you had to just plow right through and just stay on path. I think I had to let go of the judgment. That was the first thing because I was so afraid, which is one of the reasons I stayed in the situation for so long of what everyone was going to think that I lost myself in that process instead of putting myself first. So prioritizing myself became a very big deal and speaking my truth, realizing that it's not what they think or you know what they want me to do or whatever. It's my life. Like I am walking in these steps every day, not them. 
So the first conversation that I had had um, was with my mom. And I remember after my first divorce, she wasn't thrilled about that. And so I was not pleased about having this conversation with her. And she didn't say too much, which was surprising. And I remember the day that my divorce was, I, I went to her and said, I'm, I'm filing for divorce. And she looked at me and she said, it's about time. And I was like, what? And she was like, I've been waiting for this day for a very long time as I've been watching you fall apart for years. And I said, why didn't you say something? And she said, I know you. If I would have said something, you would have done the exact opposite of whatever I said. She's like, you had to figure it out on your own. And she was right. I did. I had to figure it out on my own. But had I known that she was supporting me, things could have been different a lot sooner. Right. There are also relationships that you're going to have to let go of when this happens. You start to realize who in your life is meant for you and who isn't. There was a lot of toxic friendships I had had. I was attracting the same kind of people everywhere in my life from, you know, colleagues to friends to family members. And as I dove into doing the work and asking myself all these questions and revisiting my childhood and and things that I was interpreting in my head, right, that became core values that weren't mine. That's when I realized I got to cut these people loose because all of these people want something from me. And that title that I had earned the fixer, I was done fixing for other people. It was time for me to fix myself. And when I let go of being there for them at every beck and call, they didn't understand me. They didn't need me, right? Because if I wasn't there to do for them, and they weren't really my friends at all, or people who were in my life, or family members, I was like, wow, there's a lot of narcissists around me that really want to take from me 24-7. And I was allowing it. I was giving, dropping everything for them all the time. No wonder that there was nothing of me left. I'd given it all away willingly. And I was like, we are done with that now. So that was where I had to dig in and go, okay, you need to start looking at these patterns because they're everywhere. And as I started chipping away, I love questions. And so I started asking myself lots and lots of questions. I had many workbooks and things I was working on. And it was interesting because I would read a question and I would go, I don't do that. And I would put it down and I would walk away and do something else. And, you know, a little bit later it would come up and I would go, oh, I do do that. That is I'm allowing this stuff, you know, because you got to let go of the blame game. This is the thing. In the beginning, especially when you're in that angry place, you're like, it's his fault and he's a terrible person and they're bad. And okay, yes, like they played their part and they are not good people. However, what did you allow? What did exactly. you give up? Exactly. Right. We have to take some responsibility. And once I started seeing that, then I started seeing the pattern of I have been doing this my whole life. You have to stop doing this. No wonder there's nothing left of you. No wonder you're exhausted. You're giving it all away all the time. You put yourself last. And that's where prioritizing myself became the number two priority. It was like, okay, this is really the second thing that we really need to work on after we've let go of these things and we've we've analyzed, right? Part one, you got to analyze, you got to assess the situation, mm-hmm. see what's going on. Part two, now we got to work on ourselves. And that's when I dove into affirmations. Like affirmations were huge for me because I had to rebuild that strength back up inside me. I knew it was there before, so I knew I could get it back, but I had a lot of work to do. And you got to let go 
did a lot of releasing, you know, whether it be cord cutting or just writing things down and crossing them out, you know, lighting things on fire. I was very fan. I'm a big fan of that, <laughs> but just letting it go and realizing this is not my story. This doesn't belong to me. So I'm going to give it back. And when you give those things back and you let those things go, you open yourself up for the things that you're actually meant for and the people who are meant to be in your life. Right. No, I, I agree. And I always ask this, the question, you know, is this true? Like all these things that I've been told or what are these belief systems that we have, is it really true? You know, so this leads me into my my main purpose of the show is really, you know, moving into 2024 and based on everything that you've learned throughout your experiences. And, and I want to just put out there that it doesn't necessarily have to be about a relationship. It could be a situation at work. It could be with your coworkers. It could be friendships. I mean, all of the above, it doesn't matter. You know, when we talk about taking our power back and stepping into the new year, what are some of the key things that people can do? Because I know that releasing what no longer serves you is huge on your list. Is that true? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So give us some examples, give our listeners some key examples that they can start with to start thinking about what 2024 is going to look like for them. This is a great time of year to assess this. And I do this every year now, no matter what, is I look at my year and go, okay, where are my lessons? Where are my celebrations? And I make a list so I can mm -hmm. see them. Because when you're in the moment, you know it up front, close and personal. But as time goes on, you tend to forget what's happened. So reflection. We need to reflect first. Then you need to assess what do you not want to bring into next year with you? Who isn't coming? What isn't coming? Where isn't coming? What are the things that you're not in alignment with anymore? Because as you grow, you're going to grow out of people. You're going to grow out of things. You're going to grow out of what wishes you thought you wanted. Because as you evolve, your dreams are going to change because you're stepping into yourself. You're stepping into that power. Mirror work and affirmations are huge. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself how great you are. And I know that sounds weird at first. And for some of you, it's going to be hard because you're not 100% believing that that's who you are yet. And so there's going to be some tears. There's going to be some anger. It's going to be hard to look or face yourself in this situation because you still have a little bit of guilt and shame of what you've been through and that you actually let that some of those things happen. But that's okay. Echo. And you're going to move forward telling yourself, you know what? I am worth it. Another thing that you need to do is learn how to say no. Because if you don't start saying no to people and places that you don't belong in, you are going to get yourself right back in that loop. Right. Setting boundaries, right? Setting those boundaries, saying no where it doesn't feel right to your system, right? And, and intuitively. Yes, you will definitely, you will get a hard stop when you go to say yes for something that you shouldn't be saying yes to because your body is going to move. It's going to be like, mm, and your mm -hmm. intuition is going to rise up and go, you sure about that? Let go of the inner critic. Mm -hmm. Let go of the inner noise telling you you need to do this. Why do you need to do it? Start asking yourselves more questions. Why do you feel you need to do that? Is this for you? Is this going to better your mind, body, soul? Is this going to catapult you into the life you want to live and the dreams you want to have? Because if it's not, it needs to go. And boundaries are huge. I had none. I had none. I mean, if there was a boundary, it was like a piece of pasta that you could break I didn't have it. And putting in those boundaries and saying, is this in alignment with what I am trying to achieve and who I want to be? 
Because if it's not, mm-hmm. then it's time to move on. And then you're going to have to let go of the guilt. And that's going to take some time because you're going to get this thing that's going to come up immediately that says, well, you know, you should really do that for them. Why should you do that for them? No, no, this isn't for you. This isn't for your dreams. This isn't for your goals. This isn't for your well-being. Then it's not something that you need to do. And then you say, that's not for me. And here's the other key factor. You don't need to explain why. We are so conditioned to be like, I'm sorry for things that aren't my fault. And you're so conditioned to say, well, I'm going to do it for them, even though it's hurting me. No, you do not need to do that. This is your power that you're taking back. And the first time you say no to something you don't want to do, there's going to be a wave of guilt. And you're just going to take a deep breath and let that out and say, this is for me and step forward. Right. And that's that's truly empowering right there, because I, I, I believe that setting boundaries is one of the biggest steps in self-love and empowerment, because think about it, so much resentment can be built up from not setting boundaries, uh, confusion, resentment, uh, you know, people do it out of obligation, fear, guilt, whatever it may be. But it's when we truly start to set the boundaries. And I always say like, because some people think, oh, well, I don't want to be too aggressive or too direct or whatever, but we can set boundaries in a kind, firm, loving way. And, and don't you think that people respect the fact that you do set boundaries for yourself? Absolutely. I mean, I'm teaching people to do this for themselves. If I'm not practicing what I preach, then what am I doing here? And I love that you mentioned resentment. That resentment in your heart will keep you stuck. It will Mm -hmm. keep you replaying that rerun over and over and over again. Gotta let it go and forgive. And I know that's not easy, but saying, just because I forgive you doesn't mean that I am not acknowledging the story but it means I'm not going to hold on to it anymore. And when I forgive and I let it go, I literally say, I release this. It no longer serves me. I forgive you. And now I'm clearing you out of my path. I've done my part. Claudia, I have to ask you though. I mean, you went through two very difficult situations and how how were you able to forgive? Did it take you a while? Was it a process help us to understand how that worked for you. And, and are you in a place now where you look back and you truly know that this was for your higher good, even though it was very painful? Yes, yes. And yes, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the story goes is you learn from all of the pain and, and yes, you do. You don't always learn from celebrations. You celebrate something and then, you know, you move on from it, but the pain you know, it lingers and lives in you. But it's the lessons that we see from the pain that teach you something. And that's not easy. And yes, the steps are hard, right? Sadness was number one. I was sad for a really long time. I was crying. I was, you know, I was never a very emotional person, which is something else I had to work on was working through some of my emotions because I didn't have very many. I had excitement and I had anger, but I didn't have any of the ones in between. And when somebody doesn't have a lot of sadness normally that can't stop crying, that's a huge red flag. By the way, there's a problem there. Crying is a good release. You just shouldn't be doing it for like a year. That's not not healthy. So going through the sadness is like grieving the loss, right? But it wasn't the loss of what I had actually let go of. It was the loss of the dream I had created in my head, right? The oh my gosh, yes. Disney wedding and all the the, the singing birds and the romance. That was what I was actually grieving. 
Oh and my when gosh, I let yes. that go, it was liberating to go, you know what? I'll do that was your dream anyway, because clearly it wasn't. It was very interesting. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the dream that was supposed to come true at that point. I mean, it's true. A lot of us, uh, we we live in the potential of thinking that things are going to get better. And we idealize, obviously, seeing the good in the relationship and kind of like not seeing the negatives, right? But it, it's so true. But I, I do think forgiveness is a process for many people. And it's one of the hardest things because it does keep them stuck. And when we realize how it it keeps us limited, then we really have to like let go and forgive. And, and we don't really have to forgive in person, right? I mean, how how do you explain forgiveness? Well, you have to go through all the feelings, you know, mm-hmm. the anger was, was next. And with the anger comes the resentment, comes the backlash, right? You're, you're saying all the bad things and you're doing the, the gossipy thing and, and you're angry and you're lashing out and that's fine, but you don't want to live there. Because if you live there, you're still going to be in the same spot. And if you're still replaying that, you're never going to move forward. And then you get to a point where you're like, you don't want to be sad anymore. You don't want to be angry. Something I said to myself all the time when through the whole process, is I just want to be happy. That's it. I just wanted to be happy. Mm-hmm. And when I realized, okay, if you're still living in all these places, you're never going to be happy because you can't let it go. And what is it serving you to hold on to it at this point? Nothing. You want to move forward? You don't want to feel this way anymore? Then it's time to say, okay, I'm going to let this go. I'm going to move on for me. I'm going to forgive for me. I'm not forgiving for you. I'm not saying that what you did didn't matter. I'm saying I forgive you because I need to repair that piece of my heart and Mm -hmm. my mind. And if I don't, it's still going to keep coming up. And I don't want it to come up anymore because I want to move on from it. Right. And I want to talk about the other side of all this. So, you know, you had another, I don't know if we talked about what you did before coaching. So maybe take us just briefly what you did before coaching and what empowered you to become a coach. I mean, obviously what we're talking about, but I want to talk about the bright side of breaking free of these shackles, breaking free of the chains and really, you know, taking a consistent effort to love ourselves and accept ourselves. So I want people to see the silver lining in all of this hard work. I can literally say I'm grateful for all of the pain and and the story that I've had because it launched me into my career. It launched me into my own business to all these amazing things that happened. So I have been in the wellness industry for over 25 years um, as an esthetician is where I started and then spa director, executive director, coaching teams and helping people, you know, achieve their goals and dreams, right? Professionally. But these two things go hand in hand. I just couldn't see it. So before 2020 happened, I was at a conference with some friends and one of my good friends was a speaker on stage and several of the people I was with were like, why aren't you doing that? And I was like, huh? And they're like, you should be on there never occurred to me, never even thought about it. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. You know, I do that sometimes with my job, but whatever. And then I was sitting there and I said, they said, you know, we think that you're meant for more. And I said, I hear you because I have been having the same feeling that I am meant for more and I just don't know what it is yet. And they looked at me kind of strange, like, what do you mean you don't know what it is yet? I go, has it presented itself? And they're like, okay. Fast forward to two years later with COVID, 
and everything shut down and I wasn't working. Well, I threw myself into doing all the work and I was, you know, doing panels and discussions and I was writing and I loved the writing and the writing was very therapeutic for me because I was rewriting my story. I was writing out all my feelings and I was just starting to put some of this stuff out there. And a group that I was in was like, you know, Claudia, you should really be coaching. And I was like, what? I do that in my day job. Like, that's not a thing. (laughs) And all of a sudden this started happening, right? The writing led to podcasts and shows and panels and things because I started writing down all these things I had been through and people would say, hey, can you be on my show? And I was like, what's a podcast? Sure, I can do that. And I did one, which led to many. And then obviously people realized I could talk. So then they started going, you know what? We're going to have you on our show. And I'd love to have your expertise in this panel. And I was working toward the goal of maybe starting a company, but I hadn't really thought about it. And I was working with a young lady one day in a one-on-one setting in, in executive coaching. And she stopped and paused because she'd been through some really hard stuff and I was helping her through it. And she looked at me interestingly and I said, why are you looking at me like that? She goes, I've never met anyone as confident as you, Claudia. And I went, there it is. That's what I I need to do is I need to help people bring their confidence back. So Mm -hmm. I started my own coaching company and got all my certifications and confidence and life purpose and, and, you know, cognitive behavior. So I rewire people's brains to help them believe in themselves, to get to their dreams. Right. That's what I was meant for. Divine timing is what I'm seeing and feeling here. Total divine timing. Okay. We're going to take one last break. Stand by. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Are you ready to awaken your true power? Become more confident and self-assured to take on life's challenges? As an empowerment coach, Sana offers an eight-week transformational program for those who are ready to step into their authenticity, stop people-pleasing, and live a life of more love, vibrancy, and inner peace. Discover your inner power. Learn to love yourself and experience more connection and fulfillment to thrive in all areas of your life. Book a complimentary call at www.saunalife.com to find out how. If you're in leadership or a business owner, it's important to show your team that you care by providing healthy ways to help them stay happy, motivated, and to avoid burnout because their well-being directly impacts their productivity and ultimately profitability. Book Sana to speak or do a powerful interactive workshop to help your team shift from stress, chaos, and disconnection to handling the day's challenges with more ease, clarity, and direction. Her strengths are navigating through difficult situations and creating a positive environment so everyone can thrive. Find out more at SanaLife.com. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. Have a question for Sana or guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. 
Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered. We're talking to Claudia Wyatt today, a igniter, an enthusiast igniter and inspirational speaker. And if you're not inspired by listening to her conversation, well, I don't know, because she is pretty dynamic. And I want to talk a little bit more as we're getting towards the last part of our show. Uh, You know, if there were three things that you could tell someone, Claudia, that is going, you know, that are going through a difficult time, whatever kind of relationship it may be, you know, what would you tell them the first three things that they need to do right off the bat? The first thing you're going to need to do is give yourself some grace. We forget to do that on a regular basis. One of my exercises I like to do with some of my clients is talk to yourself like you're speaking to your best friend because we're really good at giving advice to other people, but we are terrible about giving it to ourselves. So give yourself some grace and realize your journey is yours and not anybody else's. So other people's opinions are not going to help you in this situation. You can move as fast or as slow through the timeline as you choose. You need to realize it's your story and then you're going to have missteps. You're going to have things that aren't going to go right when you're trying to break free from it. There's more for you to learn there. Pause in it and go, okay, I understand that this didn't go quite the way I went. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you are not worthy Start practicing forgiveness for yourself as well. This is another big step that happens is we're very good at the forgiveness part when we're finally ready to let go and forgive the other person. But you also need to forgive yourself because that's where that guilt lingers from. Forgive yourself for whatever pattern you continue to be in because you were in it for a reason. You had to realize that this was something that had to stop, but you weren't ready to learn that yet. These things come up continuously because we're not quite through with it. But then when you get the whole picture and you give yourself some grace and you say, I forgive myself. I see where my missteps were. And I understand that those had to happen in order for me to move forward. Then you can say, I'm grateful. Practicing gratitude is a very big part of moving forward. And it was one of the first things that I did because I was so stuck in that doom and gloom for so long that starting to realize I wanted to be grateful that I had another day to live, that I had the ability to go for a walk and see the sun was a big eye-opening experience of there is more to life than this. The other thing that you need to start doing, start dreaming bigger. Start allowing yourself to dream. All the things that you've ever wanted to do, see, go, try, do it. Take an action step forward today. And it doesn't need to be from here to the finish line. One step forward for me, it was actually leaving my house and going on a walk. That was part one. And then trying something new that I found was exciting and allowing myself to enjoy it because that's the other thing. Let yourself have some fun. When you're so stuck in the doom and gloom or the monotony of every day, And I said to myself on many times, remember when you used to be fun? People used to think you were fun. You used to Mm -hmm. do things that were fun. You thought you were fun, but you got lost in this whole thing. So remember the things that you used to bring you joy? It's time we start bringing those things back and incorporating them into your daily life and your daily routine. Something should make you smile every day, no matter what state you're in. 
Yeah, you've got to shift the energy. You have to try something new, especially. And sometimes when you're really in a tough time, it's hard to be motivated to do that. But maybe it's some self-care or something like that. But I agree with you 100%. I really feel like if we don't make a conscious effort to shift our energy, we just stay, stay st stuck and it just drags things out. It drags out the inevitable. And, you know, as you know, energy is very powerful. So... Yeah, those are some some good words of advice. And also, you know, healthy habits or maybe little tips. Like you mentioned affirmations earlier. What are some things along those lines that people can do to kind of raise their self-esteem, their self-worth, and start to really have compassion for themselves? Oh, compassion. That's a great word. Absolutely. It goes very well with grace. But you're going to have to rewire your brain, because especially if you've been in a situation where you've been gaslighted. You have been conditioned to believe all these things are wrong with you. That is not true. That's a false story. That's called putting your thoughts on trial. That's your inner critic speaking to you, not your intuition. So go through affirmations of I am or I have. You're thinking as it's already happening. And you can do anything from I am, you know, worthy to I am enough to I am special to I am amazing. Like you can do any of those things or I have the life I want. You can literally Google affirmations and there'll be lists that come up until you're ready to write your own. I help people write their own all the time because you want them to be valid to your life and the dreams that you are trying to get to. But mirror work paired with affirmations is where the power happens because cognitively, when you see yourself in the mirror, your brain is starting to rewire because it's going, that's you. And these are things that you think and you believe. So we're going to make these true. So in that process and cognitive behavior is awesome for this. You have these neural pathways that will wire to create different outlets from the things that you were told that you adapted. When you start believing in the new things, the affirmations of being worthy, you actually are creating new neural pathways. And then your mind and body will connect you to things and people that are meant for you. What's the time frame, Claudia, on that? I know it's, you know, there's a lot of variables, but just ballpark, if somebody is consistently doing this work or, you know, the affirmations, let's say, where we try to uh, change the neural pathways, you know, uh, what what is the time frame roughly? Like to see- It is going to be different for everybody, but yeah. I, for personally, for me, within a month, I was noticing a change. Mm -hmm. In two months, I felt like I was believing what I was saying. In three months, it became no big deal. Right. Because then when I would do them, when I got toward the end and I would say that, I'd be like, yeah, like I would be all in it. In the beginning, I would say it and I'd be like, okay, I I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing here. I'm doing the work. I wasn't there yet. So, but every morning and every night, this was part of my morning and evening routine, which I definitely say adapt one of those because they are great. You get into these habits of those healthy habits that you were talking about. And my morning routine was affirmations with mirror work, journaling and reading. And I started there and then I added to them exercise and gratitude and all of those little things that make a huge impact. But what it really states is this is my routine for morning and this is my routine for night. This is my time. This is mm -hmm. my time for self-love. This is my time for care for myself because nothing is going to get in the way of this time that I'm setting aside for me. Awesome. And you had a strong desire. You had a strong will within you to keep going. I mean, you weren't going to look back. I mean, you were, you, you knew you were moving forward and that's a sign of 
knowing that something was no longer serving you and that you deserved more in your life, more joy, more ease, more grace in your life. So I really commend you because I, I know that you've really worked hard on this. You know, uh, moving into 2024, uh, what what do you feel about goals? Like people writing down their, their desires or goals, their creativity, like what are some things that they can do to start getting in them in the mindset and the manifestation of moving into this new year? Write down everything that you want, everything doesn't matter if it's big or small, you're doing a total, just brain dump, like get it all out mm -hmm. there. The thing I love most about this time of year is it's a clean slate. Like you could literally have a do-over anytime you want in your life. But this time of year, for some reason, it's like you're setting the tone for what you want, right? That path can change, but picking a word of the year is huge. I don't do um, New Year's resolutions because I don't want to lie to myself. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> let's say that. I'm not going to do that. But I pick a word of the year and then I set my tone around it. It's like, what do you want to achieve? And when you write out that list, you're going to see kind of the direction of your goals. And then you can pick a word that goes with that, that means something to you, that resonates with you, because that word is going to be your fuel and your fire for that purpose you're going into. And then I create a vision board every year. So my vision board is based around all of those goals and dreams that I want and my word of the year. And I put it where I can see it. It really helps with visualization, which is going to help with your manifesting and getting you into this life that you want. For me, I have to be able to see it. So if it's yeah. on paper and it's fun, you're going to look at it. You're going to enjoy the process and you're taking steps of accountability to your own life. Another thing, you need to set some commitments, let go of your excuses and set commitments for yourself and mm -hmm. hold yourself accountable. And if you need an accountability partner, find one. There, you know, coaches are good for that. Friends are good for that. Family members, whoever you believe will check in on you every once in a while and go, how's that going? But you need to do that for yourself. If you put little timelines on your calendars or alerts in your phone that say, hey, just a little self-check in. How you doing? How are your goals coming? Right. And I love that the word of the year. What is your word of the year? What's your word of 2024? I haven't picked it yet. Oh I'm, my I'm, gosh. Still, I'm still in I'm still in thought process. I still have a couple of weeks till the end of the year. So I have already started the process of feeling it. I like it mm. to just come up for me. Like I don't want to look through lists of words and go, oh yeah, that's a good one. Right. It means something for me. So this is the time of the year I've already cleared out what I'm not bringing into next year. Mm -hmm. And now I can focus on words, things I hear things that come up in conversation. There's a word that's going to resonate at some point with me and it's going to hit hard. I'm going to feel it in my heart and go, that's it. Yes. And I want everybody to think about that. Like think about a word. And like you said, it'll hit you like intuitively, you will know that is the word. And then I love how you say, build the energy around that, like live the energy, even though you may not know the exact word, but once we do find out the word, build your energy around that and be it because we all know we need to be the energy to attract the energy. So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. So as we're winding down, cause we only have a few more minutes here, like literally a few, I just want everybody to know where they can get a hold of you and what, what is in the future for Claudia? Just tell us, tell us before we leave sure. here today. Absolutely. So you can check me out on my website. It's ClaudiaWyatt.com. I'm on LinkedIn under Claudia Wyatt and I'm on Instagram under the Claudia Wyatt. So definitely reach out if I can help you with anything. I have my uh, three-day confidence boosting bootcamp happening right now. If you look at all of the things that I'm on, you'll be able to see all my happenings and there's wait lists that you can jump into so that you can keep going. 
but I plan to be in as many avenues as possible next year because I want to reach more people. So women's conferences, you know, conferences in general, panels, I want to speak to the people and and I can't do that if uh, I keep myself small. So it's time to go big or go home. I love that. Go big or go home. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great way to end the show. Uh, So last question, words of wisdom, just something to leave our listeners with as they leave the show today, because I am sure that many are inspired, inspired, intrigued uh, with your story and, and feel that, you know, if you can do it, they can do it. I mean, we all have the power to do it, right? What I would tell you is your story doesn't define you. It Mm -hmm. shows you who you are. It shows you that you are meant for more, what you're capable of, what you've been through are stepping stones to the future. There is nothing wrong with you. You are enough and you are worth it. Follow that inner compass. I love that. Yeah, that's very, very important that our story, our past, our experiences, the decisions we've made do not define who we are. But in in fact, they mold us to who we are in the future. They create who we are in the future to live our purpose. I love that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. All right. So I want to thank everybody for being here today. For those that want to reach out to me, sanalife.com. Also, you can follow me on my Instagram, which is sanalifecoach. And next week we have, well, I'm really looking forward to this show as well, as this will be more in the love category. So those of you that are in relationships or would like a relationship, we are going to have a love coach on, and her name is Chantelle Landreville. And she is amazing. She is very frank. She is um, just a dynamic woman, and I am really excited to have her on. So all of you, um, be sure to join the show next week. And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Up Close and Empowered. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. We hope that after listening today, it's inspired you to discover and cultivate your true inner power and consciously create your life. Tune in next week for another impactful episode. 